Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and other participants in the class just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or newer, you will feel home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's code POD, P-O-D, at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected, for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. It was kind of like, why? Like, what made you do this? And uh, a lot of people are talking about already because this dude, you know, he came to the ring. That Paul dude came to the ring to, you know, they're playing basketball, Curtis Blow basketball. You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, somebody from the NBA got to step up. They talking it was about my Bow Wow version. I got to put that out there. It was the little Bow Wow version. But man, okay, we, we're not going. We're not going to talk about this man. <laughs> Shad Shad Moss don't get no play on this. Uh, yes, he no does. Play. He Shad does on hot take season. <laughs> Shad, Shad Monster get no play on this ride, you know? Yeah, he do. Uh, uh, and, and matter of fact, I tweeted. I tweeted. I was like, Jake Paul came out to Barrow. That's an automatic dub right there. And look what happened. Man, he was fighting Bow Wow, so it wasn't that hard. <laughs> you know that ain't I mean? fair. What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hot Take Season, where these hot takes are rated E for everybody. I'm your host, Mia Me. Don't forget to hit me on my social media accounts with your hot takes or anything you want my hot take on. Remember, that's Twitter at Hot Take Season and Instagram. It's underscore Hot Take Season. Back with me again for this episode is the homie Fat Pop. Pop, what's up with you? What's up, world? How y'all doing? So, um, did you get to see the fight over the weekend? Hey, y'all want to see a dead body? Hey, <laughs> not right. for real. Hey, not for real. Y'all want to see a dead body? That's nah, basically man. what happened. They did. What's the name? Dirty. They did they name dirty. Let him get did. in that. Let him get in that ring with Nick's colors on at that. Right, you know? right, right. But but the thing is, he called Jake Paul out. So I mean. What do you say after that? Um, what I don't understand, Jake Paul. I don't know who he is. This might be my age showing. You know, <laughs> I know Nate Robb because he played for the Knicks and he was a hell of an athlete. And right. I thought that was going to translate into boxing, but like they said during the um, I don't want to say show. Like they said during the taping, you can't play boxing. So just because you know your agile speed, everything doesn't translate from one thing to the next. You know, so right, right. Well, hey, he gave it. He gave it a good shot. I'll say. Um, he took a good shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we're not going. We're not going to do that to the boy. Right, right. I've been a Nate Robinson fan, and uh, I hate to, I hate to see him go out like that. But hey, it is what it is. Um, okay, so the Tyson and, and and Roy Jones fight. You think they called it right by calling it a draw? No, nah, it was definitely not a draw. Roy Jones got whooped. Yeah, Roy, he got whooped most of the night. Yeah, I don't think it should have ended in a draw either. I'm thinking maybe they were doing that just because of the caliber of fight that it was. But hey, it is what it is. 
They still make their money off of it. Yeah, they probably made a ton of money. Right. And, I, and that can be addicted too. But uh, Mike was saying the bread is for charity and it's going to go to humanitarian projects. So I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we were just talking about Nate Robinson, um, the former New York Nick. So speaking of the Knicks, um, do you think they should get Nate back right now? <laughs> no. Um, how do you think the Knicks did in the, uh, in the free agency so far? The Knicks had two draft picks, um, OB Toppin and some... And this dude from uh, Kentucky, uh, you know, everybody's calling that um, young Kentucky because I think it's like six Kentucky players over there now. Mm-hmm. I think his last name is Quigley or Murley or something like that. I can't remember his last name. He's supposed to be a good defender. And being that he was at Kentucky, you know, I guess he was an elite recruit. Um, the, Knicks, uh, the Knicks are doomed, so... I don't care, you know, eventually, even when things start to level off and start going right, mm-hmm. no one's going to find a way to mess it up, man. That man had, when he threw Oakley out the, uh, when he threw Oakley out the garden, that might have been the curse of the Knicks. Like, we had uh, the Red Sox had the um, Bambino curse, the Babe Ruth curse. The Knicks might be cursed once uh, Dolan threw Oakley out the garden. We'll see. I'm pretty goes, sure. But... I'm pretty sure the Knicks were cursed before then, but we'll roll with that. Well, you know, really. they had a few blunders, but at least we was going to the playoffs. We made the twice, the finals twice, you yeah. know. But um, and then you know, in that era when, when the Knicks were really good, you know, the biggest hurdle was Michael Jordan, and a right, lot of right. greats, a, a lot of greats from that time don't got a ring because of him. You know, a lot of great people don't have a, a ring because of him. So Pat couldn't get over that hump. Yeah, like the rest of them. What do you think about um Austin Rivers to the Knicks? I was talking with my friend about that, and Austin Rivers to the Knicks seems like the kind of Knicks they're trying to build with the Doc River prototype. I was like, okay, I can see the remnants of it. You know, Austin Rivers and Doc Rivers are two different, completely different players. Right. Austin Rivers is a scrappy dude, but I don't really know him as a defender. Doc made a living on defense and having a jump shot. And Doc, you could tell, even when Doc was in San Antonio, you could tell Doc knew basketball, you know, mm-hmm. so... um. And he turned out to be one of the great basketball minds. He wasn't super athletic. Maybe his son is a little more athletic, like faster, jump higher. But we'll see if you know what he brings to the table. They they don't have anybody under over thirty over there. It's a very young team, right. so you know the sky is literally limit. When you when you're at the bottom, ain't nowhere to go but up. So the sky is literally the limit. We'll see what Leon Rose does. We'll see what Tibbs does. Tibbs is known for abusing his starters, but he got a a young core right now. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll. He'll teach them and advance their game, elevate their game, because the Knicks got to take it up another level. You know, yeah. if you want to, not even just to compete in the NBA, right now they got to be able to compete in New York City. The Nets is at their neck. You know, the, the Nets are in New York right now. I'm sorry. Well, they didn't prove nothing yet, you know, and Kyrie think the earth flat. So, you <laughs> know, it's a question mark on that. They didn't prove anything yet, though, but. The fact that KD openly said that he would have, he wanted, he preferred to go to the Knicks, but the organization just didn't have it together and he opted to sign with the Nets. That's a big move for free agents. Like, yo, we don't have to go to New York and play yeah, for the yeah. Knicks. We could go there and play for the Nets and enjoy the same marketing dollars. Because, you know, that's the trade off when you come to New York. Your lifestyle is going to be more expensive. But if mm-hmm. you win in New York, the marketing dollars will be limitless. You know, yeah. so that's the trade off. And for him to be a Nike player and turn down the Knicks, <laughs> that was that speaks volumes. I hope the garden was listening. 
Well, I hope right, Dolan right. was listening. The Garden definitely was, but I hope Dolan was listening. Good luck with that one. Do you think that's still a potential landing spot for Russell Westbrook? I think they have the cap room. Um, I don't know if they want rest. Tibbs is a defensive coach. Uh, you know, Westbrook is coming off another injured season where even though he was in a bubble, he was hurt in the bubble. You could tell mm-hmm. it's it very visible. So what oh he's a forty million dollar player, he's a max player. So the contract's gotta be comparable, but at the same time, how much do you want to give up for an aging max player? So you know, let me go ahead. You know, if, if this dude's over the hill and he's almost at E, you know, let him finish out in Houston and meaningless basketball. I'm sorry to say that, but right. that's what it's looking like over there. That was about to be my next question to you. Do you see one of them staying in Houston being Russell Westbrook or James Harden, or do you see both of them leaving? Because for me, I see at least one of them staying. It's just a matter of which one. I feel like Houston is going to start asking for too much for both of them to leave. I think Houston already asking for too much because the draft just came and gone. So that mm-hmm. was your, that was your biggest play before the draft. You could have got a higher pick. Minnesota sure. would have gave that pick up, you know, because, yeah, yeah, Russ and um, Harden could want to go, but just because they want to go to New York or – Want to go to another market doesn't mean you have to deliver them there. Okay, you want out. Let's see what we could get most in return for you. You know, um, they couldn't get. They didn't see a deal they liked. I think the Nets offered everything but this kitchen sink and uh, <laughs> ownership and Duce. So, um, right. The Nets gave them every offer, and that that wasn't enough. So it's like, okay, what are you expecting? I think I think everybody in that situation has to come to a realistic approach and a realist and look for realistic results. Yeah, the the two players are disgruntled. You already got rid of your GM, you know. You got rid of the head coach. You let walk out. You hired a new coach. So there's gonna be a new system there. You know, you already have you already have players that you can you can tour the offense for them, and it still didn't get you a chip. You know, so it's it is time to break that up. But I don't think Houston realizes that. I think they were caught off guard by all the change. Whenever you have change, it's gonna be turmoil. The boat is rocking. Normally, a superstar don't want to like smooth sailing. They want to get off that ship. So, of mm-hmm. course, they wanted out. Everybody knew that besides the management or the front office and the Rockets. Everybody could see that. All these changes going on, this is not good for basketball. You don't normally rebuild and win championships like that. So, they went right. out, of course. They, they're, seeing their, they're seeing their career twilight. They're seeing LeBron in the West dominating. You know, at least before, you could go to the Western Conference Finals. You know, it was like up for grabs once Kobe kind of fell off, you know. But right. and then Golden State stepped in. But when you seen KD live, they thought it was up for grabs again. But, you know. Now, LeBron out there, they're saying, hey, maybe I'll try my luck in the East on a super team or whatever. But mm-hmm. for Harden, he's in a full rude awakening because it's only one basketball with the Nets. And for Russ, that would be exactly. a young Knicks team. He'd be in the same situation he's leaving in Houston. And for somebody that played in OKC, which isn't that far from Houston, I don't see why. I can see Russ in L.A., like his home. I can see him want to be in California. I could really see that. I could really dig that. I think that would be good for the NBA. But would him and Kawhi get along? And they don't have the space, I don't think, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't see that working. I and just the Lakers don't. don't have the space either. So, you know, where would, where would Russ go? The NBA is at that point where they might turn on Russ. They might try to convince us that Russ can't play anymore like they did Melo. But we know better than that because Russ is way younger than they, when they did that to Melo. But right, right. He's not a, he doesn't fit a lot of programs. He doesn't fit a lot of systems. So what Exactly. Exactly. What that would. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's 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 not that he can't play. It's where where does he fit in it? You know because who could he, use him though, and who's that? Who, 
San Antonio. You know, Pop is even though Pop is in the twilight of his call, it's like probably a few years before he steps down and they have the first woman head coach over there. Mm-hmm. Pop is um Pop can control his offense around a Russell Westbrook, a slasher, you know, uh get him to take more rid range shots because the three point shot isn't his strong point. Get him to take more similar to what they did to DeMar DeRozan. And Russ would definitely be a bigger upgrade to him. But I don't think he I don't think San Antonio is willing to pull that trigger with a young core. And they bring Westbrook in, you know, that might throw up what they got planned. Because I think San Antonio thinks into the future. They're like they three do. years ahead of right now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, um, you didn't say or you did say whether or not you think James Harden would end up in Brooklyn. So what do you what do you think about what Brooklyn has done so far in the free agency? Well, they kept Joe Harris. They got Jeff Joe Green. Harris. Jeff Green is a great player. I never understood his heart condition or whatever mm-hmm. condition it was that limited his play when he had to get out of Boston. You know, I never understood him bouncing from team to team unless mm-hmm. he was ring chasing, I guess, maybe. But he's always a good player. But for whatever reason, he, he loves them one-year deals. <laughs> I never seen him sign, like, more than a one- or two-year deal in the last eight years. I don't know mm-hmm. if that has something to do with his condition, but he's a hell of a player, but he's not a difference maker. You don't mm-hmm. look at the lineup and say, oh, Jeff Green's starting tonight. You know what I mean? Right. But hey, coming off your bench, he definitely shows up your bench because you definitely, you know, the whole thing is with the with that 48 minutes of basketball, you can have a nine-minute period that, you know, determines the outcome of the game. So what a lot of smart teams realize is we got to show off our bench. If they can't play, if our, if our second string can't score, at least let them play defense so we don't come back with our starters and it'd be a crazy deficit. Um, Jeff Green definitely adds to the culture of your team. He's been on a lot of winning teams. He's been in a lot of playoff situations. Um, but does he make them a contender? No. I think he's I think he's moving in the right direction. I would like to know what they're going to do with Jamal Crawford, if they're going to bring him back. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's only one ball. That's the problem. And they don't have a facilitator. Kyrie needs the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't play well off the ball at all. And Harden, if he went there, would need the ball. So... You know, KD could get his shot anywhere. KD, you know, slender man, dude, dude could shoot yeah. from anywhere. You know, I don't see him shooting from half court because he doesn't need to. He's seven feet. He's going to get a good look, you know, with the right spacing, the right screen. The right offense, KD's always going to have a good look because he's that tall and he's added to his game, you know. Right. But um, I don't see I don't see that working the first year if, if he does go there. And if he doesn't, I still don't see that. I don't see KD – and Kyrie being enough to – they might win the East, but I don't see them because Philly's still strong and they're only getting better. They mm-hmm. might win the East, though. The Brooklyn might win the East, go to the finals, but I don't see them beating LeBron. I think when Clay out for the season, LeBron's a um, guaranteed to double. You know, if he right. three-peat, I want to hear what the naysayers are going to say. Then just do a three-peat. <laughs> hey, we'll see what's what's going down. Um, Like you said, Clay's out the picture now, so I don't know. Um, but still talking with the East, um, you mentioned not being able to play off the ball. What did you think about Rondo going to the Hawks? I think that's where he went. Yeah, the Hawks. Rondo, because... Rondo signed with the Hawks because they're trying to do what they did with Ty Lue and Jason Kidd and a few other player coaches, you know, coaches that were phenomenal players in some aspect. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring along Trey Young. I didn't know until uh, maybe a few days ago. Trey Young averaged over nine assists last year. Yeah. So playing and practicing with Rondo is going to advance Trey Young. 
is gonna is gonna make him the real point guard. Because remember, Trey Young is really a shooting guard, mm-hmm. but playing and practicing with Rondo is like having a it's having a more of a hands on coach. It's gonna show you how to be a pro. That's what they kept Vince Carter around for because they're a young team. But having a Rondo there, that you automatically got a floor general and a leader. And you see what Chris Paul did with OKC. I think they're kind of hoping Rondo can do that with the Hawks and their young mm-hmm. core, especially a guy like Trey Young, who has so was, much potential. Do you think they can see the floor at the same time? Because we know Rondo isn't that great off the ball. So Rondo you- might have like 15 or 18 minutes a game left. Um, yeah. He's not... He's not going out of those 48 minutes. You're going to see him a third that time because just because he's he's played so much basketball, it's almost a curtain call for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a hell of a shape. He showed out in a bubble, but remember, in the bubble, they had a three month break before they got there, right? So he kind of got to re energize, you know, a 72 game season right after you just won the chip is going to take his toll on Rondo, you know. But um, I think he's going to have you could have them both on the floor, that might be what Trey Young needs because Trey Young is so young. A lot of his bad habits could be broken and new new habits could be set. You know, so or having a guy like Rondo on the floor with him might show him the things that he can't see and that mm-hmm. a play a coach can't get through to him. But he might see Rondo enact something and then okay, I get it. You know, so that's I think they're gonna they're gonna complement each other. Right. That might turn into a two year project. I don't think Rondo signed for a one year deal. I think he signed for, with an extension or over there. So that, you know. Guarantee Rondo some money and guarantee Trey Young some growth. And that'll be a great that's a basketball, that's a win-win situation. Yeah, that's a good way to put that too. Um, you know, a win-win in that sense. Um, all right, so let's get on this LaMelo ball to the Charlotte Hornets. I know this is probably everybody's favorite pick right now. Um, just seeing LaMelo in the league, period. What's your thoughts on on him going to the Hornets, and what is your thoughts on the Hornets going into this season? Um, they just got rid of Nick Batum today. They sent Nick mm-hmm. Batum to the Clippers, uh, so they moved that money, and I guess that pushed the Gordon Hayward deal through. They really don't have anything that um I'm saying. Wow, you know what I mean? Lamelo, uh, he brings that it factor. He's been on TV. His name is synonymous with. I don't know the verdicts out on that because you know everybody, a lot of dudes still waiting on the uh. Triple B's to come in the mail. Some sneakers mm-hmm. never came. Um, but you see, even with the draft, it got you talking about Charlotte, which you haven't done with a draft pick in a minute. Like, oh, right. you know, he's in Charlotte. So that's a great thing to have the conversation going. Mm-hmm. But now you got Graham there. He he's a problem. He's Devontae Graham, he's a problem. And then you got Gary Terry there. And he didn't back down to Kyrie. And Kyrie came to Boston with a chip. So, you know, with this un unproven, you know, I'm pretty sure he's gonna give LaMelo hell. Not in a bad way. I don't say that he, because I don't think, I don't want him saying like he's a malicious dude. He's going to be beating the dude up. But, you know, you had this dude who's pretty much a basketball Kardashian coming mm-hmm. in at the third draft pick, which is guaranteed money. You know, he going to be the reason you on the bench? Right. He's going to be the reason your kids don't, um, you don't get that super max. You know what I mean? So I think Mike knew what he was doing with that because they're heavy with talented guards over there. So I think I don't like we saying Mike. Mike didn't solely draft this dude. Mike didn't just walk into he could have, but he didn't just walk into a room and say, yo, LaMelo. But I think the Charlotte Hornets organization, they knew that, hey man, we might have to make sure for something great, or we might have to get security in the locker room. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um yeah. we're gonna see, you know, when the feet hit the fire, man, we're gonna see. Pressure make diamonds and pressure bust pipes, man. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see I- what um LaMelo is really built of. He has that overseas experience. He played 12 games in Australia. 
So he's mm-hmm. played against grown men, and his shooting wasn't nothing to brag about. Um, I hope they don't go through the thing where they mess up his mechanics, because then you're going to have a year of like him suffering. But right. he's still young, so it's possible. But that's something they should have did with all this time off, start messing with his mechanics. you know. Um, but I would love to see LaMelo get a chance, but I want to see him earn it. Take mm-hmm. it out of Graham and rose your hands. And if he can't, man, welcome to the pond, baby. <laughs> All right, we're going to see what, what turns up with LaMelo. Um, I know his dad is wanting all three of them over in the Hornets jersey. He says if they get all three, they can get championship bound right there. So I don't his know dad about that. might be his gift and his curse. His dad might be the reason he's in the league, like pushing him, putting him in right situations. Definitely. Even though that growth spurt helped him, and he had to have talent. We're not going to say the man don't have no talent. I'm not right, trying to right. say that at all. But his dad, you know, promotion was crazy. That's like Don King on steroids. But now his dad got to run that fade with Mike. You know, that one-on-one got to happen. He's not and then also, And then also, you know, his dad's been punching that I need all three thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I don't see a team. I've seen two brothers playing a team. That was the Morris twins. I've never right. seen it really before. Maybe the Bannons back in the day played on the same team. I'm not sure about that. And I'm talking about in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't even think um, Neek and Gerald Wallace played on the same team. I know they tried to get um, J.R. Smith and his little brother on the same team, but that didn't work. He mm-hmm. never made it past the preseason, his little brother. I'm saying all that to say that I don't see three of the balls, especially with, you know, Jello. Jello hasn't – who is Jello? Like, what does the NBA need with Jello? Lonzo's mm-hmm. in the league. You know, Lonzo, his first year, super potential. I don't think he grew into that. And then the second year, he had to play with LeBron and there were injuries. And then they said it was those shoes. So maybe this year we get to see a, a different Lonzo in, in New Orleans. I'm, I saw a few lobs to Zion last year, and it was looking great. But right. um, if I'm Lonzo and they just got rid of uh, – who did who did um, New Orleans just got rid of their guard? And this and the crazy thing is this is how profile he is. He's a low-profile person, high-profile player. Um, They just got rid of Holiday. Yeah, Drew Holiday. To to go mm-hmm. to Milwaukee. I don't know if they got Bledsoe back for, in like in exchange or whatever, but what drew what Holiday out of there, that was kind of blocking Lonzo from starting. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see Bledsoe taking a starting job from Lonzo. So we'll see. Why would if, if Lonzo does great there, why would I leave New Orleans to play in Charlotte? New Orleans yeah. has a way better team with a way better future ahead of them than Charlotte. Charlotte's like still getting the draft wrong. Right, right, right. Well so, uh, I don't see I don't see all three in the league at one time. I could be wrong. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't either. And if I do, I definitely all three of them on the same team. So, but, um, hey, that would be something amazing to see. I just don't foresee it happening. Um, Getting on to L.A., though, what you thinking about the Lakers' move? The Lakers have made, I think, the most moves so far, Uh, just just pieces here and, here and there, you know? The Lakers fine-tuned the already good call, and they I think they could see them repeating, especially with Clay out. I think that was the X factor because this was the year Golden State was going to get it back together. I'm not really worried about who's coming out the East just yet. Not to say it's going to be a cakewalk, but I don't see them good enough to beat LeBron and ADR. A lot of people are not realizing how good LeBron and ADR, and they showed up their bench this year, so they're going to have a better bench, and they might even got a better big man. And Marcus O. Even though he's nowhere near the shape of Dwight, and you're not going to be throwing lobs to Marcus so like you would Dwight, he might have the same effect when you get down and you got to play half court with a guy like Jokic. You know, or if you see, uh, I don't think they'll see, if you see San Antonio 
and you got to play half court with a guy like Lamar Aldridge. You know, having Mark Gasol in there, if he could give you 15 quality minutes, that'll count a long way. Definitely, definitely. What you think about uh, Montrez to um, to the Lakers from the Clippers? I think the Clippers may have gotten that wrong. I I, I heard that him and Kawhi are not good. You know, I'm not a league insider yet, but I heard that him and Kawhi aren't good, so I heard that have, that was a big factor in it. But, you know, whenever you use a big piece of your team, but it seems like the Clippers don't care because they let Doc go, and then, you know, they let Trez go, you know, they didn't really sign it. They didn't really make any splashes. Nick Batum, I don't even know if he's going to play. Um, Sergi Baca is good, you know, if him and Kawhi could get along. And, you right. know, how many? but how many minutes is Sergi Baca going to give you now? This exactly. isn't Sergi Baca eight years ago. Exactly. You know, this isn't Ibaka. E you know, this is Sergi Baca. <laughs> he's almost at the end. He's got a championship. You know, how much are you going to get out of him? You know, Zubak, they're going to count on him a long time, but his whole thing has been conditioning, mm -hmm. you know, so... That's all about it. They lost Shaman. They lost a lot of pieces. And um, their biggest factor is going to be when the playoffs come, who's it? Is it Pandemic or Playoff P, man? I think it's in his head. You know, like that Nate Robinson body, it might be in his head. Like He might. So, and he might, have to, he might have to see therapy. I would see if I was him. It's worth the bread. I because mean, hey. it's definitely a, a disconnect from the regular season to the playoffs. And that, that affects them. You how how you gonna have a big three and only two of them show up? And, you know right. they don't have a big three right now. Anyway, you know Lou Will's gonna do his thing if they keep him the whole year. Um, but it's gonna be a different team without Doc, and I don't think they realize the Doc. You know the Doc Rivers effect. You know he brings the best out of you. Mm -hmm. But they've been slowly rebuilding and they stayed relevant. Cause remember the Clippers been rocking since Lob City. So I like I like the new owners. I like that he's not a racist, and I like that he'll pull the trigger for some basketball you know mm -hmm. i wish the knicks owners would take um i wish they would take heed to the way he's moving yeah yeah what do you think about the state of the warriors right now being without clay do you think they did good with the wiseman pick i think with clay gone you had to decide do we blow this up you know because you mm -hmm. could very well trade stuff and you could say let's blow this up you know Temporarily, or you could stay. Hey, we're going to stay the course, and I think by drafting Wiseman, they said they're going to stay the course because they could have they could have drafted Lamelo Ball, another guard like the D'Lo situation. They had a few years. Right. You know, they could have drafted. There was a few pieces they could have moved because remember, people don't realize you can always trade stuff. You can always trade Draymond. There's no loyalty in the NBA. It's a business. If anybody goes, Draymond will probably go before Steph. Well, not really, because what locker room do you want Draymond in? Nah, if, if if they're gonna ship anybody out, they're gonna ship Draymond out before they ship Steph out. Like Steph is the Warriors. Like well, Clay is too. <laughs> like they're all dominant together. They're building a dynasty over there, but that that head is Steph Curry. And so I can't see them shipping I can't see Steph Curry not being a, a warrior. Two years ago, did you see OKC trading Russ? For absolutely nothing. Yeah, because of it just wasn't working out over there. It just wasn't working out. They had so you think Katie the championships is the pacifier. Harden had left, huh? You think the championship is the pacifier? I don't. Maybe so. That may be so, what it is because they don't get there without Steph. This is all true, but you know, all good things must come to an end. And normally, manager management realizes that quicker than the players. If he was so, a problem, then yeah. If Steph was nah, a problem, they're not gonna. Yeah. They, I don't think. 
I don't see Steph being a career warrior. I could see, you know, because shooting from half court only going to last for so long. So say say the next two years, but say this year is a dub because you see he can't do it by himself. He normally mm-hmm. gets hurt, right? So say this year is a dub. Let's say this year is a dub. We don't know what this year brings. This could be – this man could come in average 40 this year and shut me up. Who knows? But let's say this year is a dub. And then next year, Clay might not be back the first 20 games, you know, because he just tore his Achilles. Right. Again. So, okay, so the first 20 games you struggle. And then the 62 games, and they don't put it They don't put it together, you know, in time to make it run to the finals. So let's say they could go to the finals. They don't put it together. We don't know what Wiseman turns into, right? Now, three mm-hmm. years from now, look at how old Steph will be. Now, you're looking as an organization, you're saying, yeah, we got a lot out of this guy, right? But we could trade him and get the number one pick. You're not pulling that deal? If it comes to that type of situation, yeah. But that situation but is here. Clay is, is it really, really hurt. Clay is really yeah. hurt. This year is a dub. You don't know how much the next but year is Ste- going to be a yeah, dub. Yeah, but Steph is still Steph. If Steph was on the decline, then yeah. But, I mean, even with the injuries that he's had, Steph hasn't had anything to where his game is still not his game. Was he, was he still Steph at the beginning of the last year? What with the finger injury? No, he, yeah, he injured his finger, or whatever, and then he had to have hand surgery. He opted to have his hand surgery during the season, but he started the season all eyes on him, and he wasn't getting busy. They bought in D'Lo to be a distraction, but once without Clay, remember the best thing about Clay is he moves without the ball. Mm-hmm. So Clay, I think when Clay had sixty points, he had like nine dribbles. So with Clay being that much of a threat, you can't. And then with Steph shooting from five feet behind the basket and being accurate, I mean not the basket, but on the three point line and being accurate, right. you can't concentrate on him as much with that combination. Without Clay, you could zero in more on Steph. Because who who's the three point threat that they got to worry about him passing to now? Okay, but if they, but if, that's why I'm saying Draymond can. I think Draymond will be gone before Steph is gone. And we playing two K right now, right? And Clay is hurt. Yes, I I don't I don't really I'm kind of biased against Draymond. Not, not like I know the brother, but on a basketball wise, he's out of right. here, right? I'm getting him out of here, and we got Wiggins, right? But I know more. I know I'll get more if I look to trade Chef um Steph. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, now, that's 2K. You. That's not a real. That's not a real real scenario. That's a video game. But what I'm saying is they think the same way. They like piranha. The you don't see too many organizations be loyal to the players past their prime. When you click in and everybody's winning, it's all good. You know, that's that formula. The checks is coming in. The seats is mm-hmm. getting filled. Everything's mm-hmm. it's, it's all good. You might be eating at the owner's crib. Mm-hmm. But when things go bad, they go bad, and they go bad fast. You know, so we're really looking at this year being a wash for them. We don't see what Wiseman got in the tank, but who's there to develop? And what players have you seen Golden State develop in the last 10 years right. after Mark Jackson left? You haven't seen him develop anybody. Because remember, Steph came after – um. Ellis, Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis mm-hmm. was the man there. Monte mm-hmm. Ellis came after Jason Richardson. You know what I mean? Like they had players there. Remember, they went to um they went to the I think the conference finals maybe with B dub, you know, with Brian Davis. I mean Baron Davis. Baron Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went there with B Diddy. You know, so what do you what have you had progress in since then? You kind of had Steve Kerr keeping the ship moving. He didn't really change anything, you know, and that's kind of obvious in the way they play. So, you know, when these guys hit the hill, you're going to see a fire sale. Because remember, there was even talk last year with Clay signing with the Lakers. You know, there's a little yeah, truth in every lie. Yeah, yeah. Could that have mm. the leverage to get a bigger deal? Yes. But they were speaking on it. 
don't know. I think for them to for them to to roll with the Wiseman pick, they think Clay is going to be able to come back and be okay, at least for right now. And he, the, they're betting that Clay wasn't already that athletic. Yeah. So he's not he's not being nobody in the foot race. He's not dunking over dudes. He's mm-hmm. literally running around the court, catching the ball, shooting, getting it off. Quick release, high accuracy. That's the mm-hmm. thing. He doesn't need the ball, set a lot of screens, and you're good. And that's good for the team. Yeah. All right. Well, anybody else you see getting in the Lakers' way so far? I, I know what see. I wanted to ask you, though. Okay. The De'Aaron Fox contract. Is he like that? I mean, I know De'Aaron Fox is good. De'Aaron Fox is a doll. He's like that. He's he's with the shits. Nice. Um, they they got they, unfortunately they got Luke Walton as a coach, so we're gonna see how that goes. But De'Aaron Fox is a dog. Like you got him, Buddy Hill. You're gonna see some things coming out of um Sacramento. They had Bonjanovic. You know they had drafted him to play with Boogie, but they broke that up early. De'Aaron Fox is a dog. He just plays in Sacramento, a small market where they're not making the playoffs right now. But as far as beating the Lakers, man, I don't see nobody beating the Lakers. I, it's interesting to see what Philly going to do. I would trade Ben Simmons. You know, it's interesting. they already stacked over there. I don't see Miami going back to the finals. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't see Jimmy being like that. But De'Aaron Fox is like that, to answer your question. I'm I'm his fan. Once he, once he locked up Lonzo, because Lonzo went high to him, I said, nah, he got it in him. Because remember, mm-hmm. it got to be in you, not on you. Yeah, you know, yeah. so he got it in him. Yeah, that Max deal came quick though. I was like, man, okay. That's we that's telling you who's like that. Yeah. You know, he did Hey, don't act like nobody's cost. deal wrong. We've seen oh, Max well, deals Vlade, go wrong. Vlade's made a lot of mistakes. Let's not let's not uh right. Let's not yeah, let's not say that Vlade, you know, knows what he's doing either. The the jury's out on that as well. But um him getting a max deal speaks values. That's what I'm gonna say. Name, name besides Otto Porter Jr., I don't remember too many dudes getting a max extension that weren't worthy of it. Because this NBA is quick to get rid of their young dudes before they turn into problems. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they say we're drafting them, we got a lot of potential, we're going to develop them, but you really got three years to show and prove. So I think getting a max deal speaks volumes for what's going on right now in the league. Kuzma mm-hmm. ain't get his max. Who? Kuz, exactly. Kuz ain't yeah. get his max. Yeah. You know, he just won a championship. Right. It'd be easier to give him a max to make it easier to trade him next year. But but he, like, no, he's not a max player, though. He thinks he is. I thought he was. Of course, I every, he was. everybody going to bet on themselves and feel they are better than what they are. But we know the reality of that. I thought he was. Um, I thought he was two years ago. I thought he was turning into like, okay, he's a cornerstone piece. He's something. Because remember, LeBron is a rental, man. LeBron's not LA homegrown. He's not going to be there much longer. You know, mm-hmm. who knows when his body's going to finally break down? But you know it's coming. It's just that's just math. It's, if LeBron is this way in forty, man, that gold conversation got to be revisited. Like if LeBron is doing this at forty at this level, that yeah. gold conversation got to re- go into the finals every year. Yeah, that gold conversation. If he three piece, that that conversation got to be revisited. You know, man, because you for, that that's super impressive. It is. I got to give LeBron that. I got to. Um, but you know how I feel on the LeBron topic. So anyway. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, Nate, hold your head, man. You, you fought for a good cause. I don't believe you only made $600. I 
Um, he's still my favorite. I slam. pray one to of my God f- he made more than six hundred dollars. Yeah, I think that's super cap. You know, um, S on his chest cap. But I think uh, Nate, you know, still gonna remember me for the slam dunks. Your basketball legacy is tarnished. I don't, I don't know what this is about. What was the, you know, only him and his team know what this was really about. Hold your head. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say that this podcast should have been sponsored by Duce. Duce is owned by Bacardi. <laughs> they could definitely holler at us and pay me and Duce. You know, that's pay both of us. Well, pay you and do say I want the cash. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I figured as much. I figured as much. You know, you can sell your bottles. You know, because I've been in y'all. I've been in y'all clubs in Dallas. It's BYOB anyway. So you know, you get you you get you going on there with the cliff. You know. Hey. Southside the realest. Oh, here you go. I'm finna go because you're doing too much now. (laughs) (laughs) Southside the realest. Drug dealers, killers. Boys Highland Dub Deuce D's. Ah. You good? I'm good, man. Just, uh-huh. You know that Oak Cliff. You know, December 5th coming up, my boy, Errol Spence. You know, it's, you know what's going down, man. I feel sorry for Danny Garcia. You know, this fight is really about relevancy for him because this loss might take him out the conversation. But all know, right, give, give me your hot take for the fight for the fight then. Man, I wish Spence was an underdog so I could make some money, but he's leading the pack. <laughs> I think Spence got this, man. What they play? What round? Whatever round they play, Southside the Realist in. <laughs> Danny Garcia only got like two rounds after that. All right, two. Once you see that, nah, once, once you, you play that, it's done. I'm like if you, you play Southside the Realist or you play Tussle, you're done. So now I gotta listen to Tussle. I don't even know what the hell Tussle. Ah, uh, I'm gonna put you on. I gotta put you on after this. <laughs> but uh, once they play Southside the Realist, I think that. Danny Garcia is up out of here. But on a, on a serious note, I wish I was best the best. This would be a great fight for his return. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm expecting a good fight. They're both great competitors. Um, one is more skilled. One is more everything. And that's what I think going to be the difference. Danny Garcia could box. You can't take that from him. You know, right. 20 years from now, he'll still be able to box. Because it seemed like, you know, that's something embedded in him. But when it comes to skill and having that heart and determination, the verdict's out on Danny. And this fight is going to show a lot. You know, hopefully it's a good fight. Hopefully, it's a great, hopefully, with boxing, what you hope is, you hope your boxer wins, but you also hope it's a good enough fight that it might be a rematch. Like, yeah, run it back. Because everybody mm-hmm. loves to watch a good fight, you know, and I just mm-hmm. hope everybody enters the ring safe and everybody leaves the ring safe. You know, I hope Errol Spence is really 100%. You know, when he mm-hmm. crashed that Lambo, we don't know. But, you know, they're not going to tell us anything's wrong with him, but I hope he's 100%. And I right. hope to just see a good fight and, you know, everybody go home. A little richer, more money in their pocket. Mike Tyson changed my outlook on boxing. Man. I used to take it so personal when my fighter lost. But, yo, just to see these guys make some money, that's a great blessing, man. You Fight nights should be a, a joyous occasion. You go to your friend's house, you go to a bar once the COVID's over. And mm-hmm. you just have a good time. You know, bring families together. You just have a good time. And, and that's the bigger picture of things like that. That's what, if anything, this year should make you appreciate the bigger picture. Right, right. You are absolutely right on that. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Hot Take Season. Thank you, Pop, for joining in with me. You know, we'll do some more of these pretty soon. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Always, always. All right, y'all be blessed. Peace.